Hi guys, I'm Millie Fox, serial entrepreneur, energetic business coach, and lover of all things luxury. Welcome to the Millie Fox Show, a place where you'll encounter refreshing perspectives on manifestation, spirituality, and the new paradigm of feminine leadership. Let's dive in. Okay, hello and welcome. I am so excited for this conversation. This has been in the works for months. I am sitting down with Tony Jones, this beautiful woman, and I want to introduce her to you guys uh, before we get into this conversation because she is absolutely incredible and I am such a big fan. I'm so honored that she said yes to be here. So, Tony Jones has served as a well being leader and advocate for women now as an affirmation musician. She's found creative ways to promote the messages of conscious well-being and mental health, so important. She hopes to inspire women to become more conscious about their well-being in a culture that drowns out women's entrepreneurship and empowerment with workaholism. One way that she creates to promote this message is through music. So on March 19th, 2019, during Women's History Month, she launched launched Affirmations for the Grown-Ass Woman. Such a good album. And on May 28th, 2020, during Mental Health Awareness Month, she launched her EP, Affirmations and Chill, for everyone's inspiration to be more well during quarantine and during these current complex times in society. Her newly released album, I See Me Mantras, which is my favorite, debuted on World Mental Health Day, in 2020. And through her story, she embodies her brand's message to wife your life through well-being. Through her affirmation albums, she's spreading that message throughout the world. And she was recognized by the state of Michigan as a Women's History Month honoree for her affirmation album that she innovated as a wellness tool for women. Tony believes that the new era of women's leadership is evolving with the core requirement being committed consciously to well-being inside out starting with the way that you talk to yourself. And Wife Your Life is the affirmation movement that we didn't know we needed. And I absolutely agree. I think you're such an innovator, Tony. Welcome. So happy to have you here. Yes. Thank you okay. so much. Yeah, that was a beautiful bio. And I was on your website actually reading about your story and how you went to school for psychology, didn't you? Yes. So did I. Psych major. Look at us us here trying to make a difference in women's lives with our our psychology background. So, what gave you the idea to make affirmation music? Well, what led me to affirmation music is a long trail of life experience. Um, But what I will say is that we're working as a life coach for women. One of my biggest pain points was coming across women who had the limiting belief that they don't have time to put themselves first. So Mm -hmm. I was a lot of the awareness work and emotional work for my clients, which was burning me out because I was holding a lot of space for them to leave that they can practice well-being and self-care. And I launched my business during the boss bish era, where it was mm-hmm. all of the bossiest, the winning, getting the bag, getting the money, being the top entrepreneur, becoming a millionaire in six months, you know. And so a lot of the, the well-being 
language and lingo and buzzwords that, that are going on right now was not what was happening in the culture of women's empowerment. And so I was burning out. And so I just mm-hmm. went, I just went to my prayer room and just prayer through prayer meditation. I said, God, you have to show me what I can do. I know I'm meant to do this. I'm like, but I can't do it the way that I'm doing. Like everything just felt like work, you know? And I was like, and I love helping women, but this is burning me out. What can I do where I can make money, you know, as I go along living my life, but also help women. And God gave me the idea affirmation music. And I went down a rabbit hole to Google who was doing this, who, who is there such thing called affirmation music? And I didn't see it, but the people that I did see that were doing something similar, I was like, well, they're not doing it the way that I would want to do it. Let me see what it looks like for me to do it the way that I would want to hear affirmation music. And so Mm -hmm. I went to California for a month, wrote the album, came back, applied for a loan and got in the studio and you know the rest is history you know and so it's so good and and it's like when you first think of the idea of affirmation music you think of maybe something cheesy you think of maybe something that would be like this like meditation music you know like sound healing and like get into the quiet space where you 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 know repeat your mantras over and over again and when I heard your music I was like I just want to listen to this all day every day like this fits in with the type of music that I enjoy listening to and it's really good music like it's legit like other than affirmations what genre would you say you you fall into inspiration I would say uh mindfulness Mm -hmm. um maybe new age maybe it's, it's very interesting because the sound is in the words kind of infuse all type of different genres of music. Yeah. But yeah. I would definitely say inspiration will probably be the top. Um, totally. But it feels top. like it feels like hip hop or or pop music like this feels like modern music that you would listen to you know, in your regular Spotify playlist that is so much more powerful. You know what I mean? Like, I just saw this TikTok video of, you know, whatever the popular song is and the lyrics are very degrading. I'm not going to say them, but the video, the woman said, why do we have to have music why, like this? Why can't we have like positive messages in our music? And that's why you're, like, you're, your lyrics speak to me on such a deep level. And it, they, they just exude this. It's just so obvious to me how much work you've done on yourself. So obvious to me the journey that you've been on. Yeah. And it speaks to me on such a deep level because there's obviously so much knowing there. Right? Yeah. So you're, you're coming from a place of experience within yourself, obviously. Yes. And, and it's such a beautiful thing. Like we can make the shift, right? We can have music that empowers us, not just on this like boss bitch, I've got money everywhere, you know, level, but also like on a human level, on a soul level, on a self-care level and still have it be 
something that you want to hear all day, every day, because it gets you going. It gets you going and you want to dance to it. Like I, I get ready in the bathroom to your music and I, and I dance to it. It's so good. It's so good. So what part of your journey, um, like inspired your, your latest album? I know you just put out, uh, like a mixtape, but the I see me mantras was like the full late last album, right? What, what inspired that album? I see me mantras was inspired my, by my 2019 going into my 2020. I launched Affirmations for the Grown-Ass Woman during Women's History Month of 2019. Literally all hell broke loose on my life. Everything fell apart according to my understanding at that time. Now I look like, now I look at it like, oh, that was the best gift ever. Everything that happened in 2019 was the best. Thank you, universe. But at the time, it was like my life is falling apart. I don't know Mm -hmm. who I'm getting betrayed in ways that were just so blind. Um, My mental health had completely plummeted, plummeted to where I was entertaining suicidal ideation. I ended up landing in the hospital and that experience was traumatizing alone. So when 2020 hit like December 31st, I was like, I'm still alive. I'm still here. So what does it look like for me to be a happy me? Mm-hmm. And step by step, brushing my teeth became my purpose. Taking a shower became my purpose. Eating a banana became my purpose. Going to Starbucks to read a magazine and take my time. Walking downtown, just every little, I just was trying to crawl it to walk and to live again, because I had lost the will to live. I had lost the appetite. And this wasn't five years ago. This wasn't 10 years ago. This was only a couple years ago. And Mm -hmm. so 2020, I was, I just woke up. I was awakened to everything for the past seven years. I won't say was a lie, but it was based on a learned version of me. And I had, it was time to her go. She served her purpose, but now it will start. Mm-hmm. To, now I needed to awaken who I was in my truest divine form. And I had to, with that being said, I had to start to become more aware of what, where are my darkest me's at? Where are they at? What is, what are the things that I don't want to see? What are the thoughts mm-hmm. that I because it'll make me aware of what I believe about myself. And so yeah. I see mantras came from me going deep to why when life crisis happen, it is catastrophic to me. Why don't I have the coping skills to navigate when I know so much? And so, you know, you know, so much. Cause that's, I, I, know I just, so, yeah. Yeah. And so I think a lot of us do, we know so much, but then, it doesn't reflect in our life. Yeah. And so that was, that was um, catastrophic to me. And that it became, it get, got to a point where I became aware that I didn't know who I was outside of being valuable to others. And mm-hmm. I, my last mixtape, 
you know, when I got that sacred inquiry of asking if all world problems were solved and there was no economy, no cash, it was just about living, what would I create then? Who would I be? What would my identity be? And so I had to figure out what that was. And I see mantras writing that journey out, you know, from currency. I see thoughts, you know, seeing things about the type of friends that I cultivated, the relationships that I cultivated with people that I could not even imagine. I just I just couldn't I can't imagine having those same energies in my life. But at that time. They were just only a mere reflection of what I believed about myself. It has nothing to do with mm-hmm. oh, toxic, low vibrational people. It was at that time I was on a level of frequency of belief about myself to where that I could engage with those energies. And so, mm-hmm. you know, all, I just started to see so many things about money, the disenchantment with social constructs and things like that and owning my bigness as an expression of divine energy. Mm. I see me me mantras was my way of giving anthems and affirmations to people to embrace, accept the call and surrender to who you are, how big of a deal you are. See yourself through the eyes of God, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's where that, that album came from, you know? That's so beautiful. And it's, you've hit on so many points here and it's, it's manifestation in so many ways. Right. And that's what I, that's what I teach on. Um, and you've said so many beautiful things like recognizing yourself as this divine being. And, and for me in a past version of myself, I would have been listening to this podcast and said, well, 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 that's nice. Like, yeah, of course I'm divine. Of course, but I don't feel that way. Right. So what would you say to the person who who likes the idea of of recognizing themselves as a divine but how how do they do that? Well, I think when you when you want to learn how a computer works, you have to take it apart. You have to look at the parts that make up the computer. So when you want to kind of deconstruct to make up this you know final conclusion, like, oh, now I know who I am as a divine being. You have to first look at the parts that make up you, your learned you. And the learned you is just your memory, your mental construct, okay? So you learn who you are as a race, you learn who you are as in class, you you learn who you are as beliefs, religious beliefs, personality, the friends, hobbies and things like that. You have to entertain that you've learned this. <laughs> this is not who you are, you know, because mm-hmm. all that goes away, the concept of race, the concept of money, the concept, that go- then who are you then? So you start to kind of flirt with the idea of this is just who you've learned yourself to be. Now it's time to seek who you really are. How do you seek? You ask questions. I think the point of entry to awakening to your divinity is questions, pure curiosity. Curiosity. Who am I without entrepreneurship? Who am I without my racial identity? Who am I? And just be in the confusion and the uncertainty and the weirdness of not having the answers. That curiosity Mm -hmm. is so powerful. 
because knowledge, books, people will start to draw, magnetize towards you with that curiosity. So I would tell mm-hmm. people, start asking those questions. You know, what did you learn about yourself? Like as a woman, I learned to be angry about certain politicians. I learned to be a victim in so many ways. You know what I'm saying? I've learned mm-hmm. to be on the past to where I'm constantly thinking I'm oppressed when I'm really enjoying my life this morning, you know, I'm able to make oatmeal and breakfast. I'm a free woman, but I've learned that I should feel oppressed because mm-hmm. of the, my ancestors and so on. So that's hard to let go of that because you're so attached to that identity. You see what I'm yeah. saying? It doesn't yeah, mean I that do. it doesn't mean that I dishonor that. It has its space, but it does not control my identity and how I perceive myself in the world. So I said a lot, but essentially I would encourage people to just start being curious. It's all baby steps. There is no linear, linear process to awakening to who you are. It's a very messy thing. You know, it's all over the place. But I think that asking questions, actually having a thought partner, a thought ally to unpack those questions you know, Google's things, but there's nothing like sitting in nature mm-hmm. saying, who am I? I am telling you the, the guru of all gurus, okay? So, gra- so grounding, absolutely, absolutely. That's so beautiful. I think everything you've said is, is just so true because the way that I speak on it is that our physical reality that we're currently experiencing is created by a past version of ourselves. Right. So when we look around and we see everything that's in our life right now, you have the opportunity in that very moment to start crafting something different because it's not based on who you, who you are in this moment can be who like you can be a different person in the next moment if you choose to change your the way that you perceive yourself. Right. Yeah. So if you choose to perceive yourself as connected to something bigger and yeah, all of these little details about who you are, like in air quotes like who you are those are details but the truth is like you're actually something so much bigger and then that can be the main thing you focus on Mm -hmm. right that can be the main thing and then when you start to focus on that all of those details can they will they they inevitably start to change and shift right yeah and that's that's the journey and it's it's such good advice And the curiosity piece is so important because it keeps you in the playful energy of like of not taking everything too seriously uh, and not getting so bogged down and and caught up in like the, the, what you're moving away from, right? Curiosity shifts you into what you're moving towards. Yes. And that's so, so powerful. So that's, that's beautiful. I love that advice. And I love the idea of like using your imagination, right? What would I do if, like, what would I do if I wasn't this, 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 what I love what you said about, um, you know, if, if everything in the world, I can't remember exactly what you said, but you said something like if everything in the world was, was great. Yeah. If all my problems were gone. Well, like, what would I do? If all world problems were solved, you would have to go back to, okay. What makes me happy? Like, what would I love to do? What would excite me about life? 
And that ultimately is your purpose, because when you operate in that purpose of being well and feeding your life, you save your world, you save your life. And then you watch how that inspires others. You watch how it changed others, people's lives. They are watching you. They're experiencing you save your life by always grounding yourself. Am I well? You know, does mm-hmm. this make me feel good? Do I feel alive? You know, mm-hmm. do I connect it to this commitment? You know, and so when you do that, you can't help but shine your light to where it inspires others to do the same. Yeah, where you're most lit up, where you're most excited, where you're most turned on. And and that energy, that vibration is just infectious. It's like the best yeah. type of, of, you know, infection is like to like get hooked on to somebody else's good energy. Um, yeah. And that's super duper beautiful. Uh, and my next question for you is, okay, affirmations. There was a period of time where I did not like affirmations I was like that is bs it doesn't work I tried it I don't believe the things I'm saying to myself it doesn't matter how many times I look in the mirror and say I'm enough it doesn't I don't feel anything you know I don't like this it just creates cognitive dissonance for me and you know the psych term but cognitive dissonance for any of those who don't know what that is is like it's it, it creates this tension inside of you because what you're saying doesn't match up with what you believe right mm-hmm. so there's like a friction and tension so what would you say to people who don't who have not yet discovered the true power behind affirmations because now I'm in a totally different state with them and I love them I've got post-it notes everywhere with all my affirmations but what would you say to to the person listening that doesn't understand the affirmation thing how does it work well we have to understand the again the science of words the power of them there is a study study by Dr. Emoto where he has a lot of research in um uh, I can't even call it theory. It's more so research and study around the power of words and intention and vibration. And so once you see in logical form that words do hold power to shape worlds, then you have to understand what have you been shaping with your words? You know, think about how you talk about yourself. Think about you, how you talk about society, the government religion, God, your children, you losing weight, the way you talk about men, the way you talk about money, the way you talk about that job, the way you talk about celebrities, and just pay attention to the vibration of your life. You know what I'm saying? We always talking about how you can't lose weight. Do you lose weight? No. So you're constantly manifesting what you say. If your mm-hmm. husband is you and you're always talking to your girls about how he annoys you your dad didn't do this whatever whatever does he continue to do it yes you know what I'm saying so I'm I'm not saying you have you are completely control of controlling everyone in your world by through your words but how you feel about your life matters or how you experience it and what you manifest and how you see it you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying it's funny how you can generate a certain type of energy of thought and emotion to where even if your husband does annoy you, it doesn't trigger you the way it used to. 
because you shifted that energy. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And mm-hmm. So, and then the way you engage with him. So you could potentially mindful without even consciously changing him, you influence his mindfulness about what he did that he used to annoy you with. You know what I'm saying? So because your perception I, of him changed. Your perception of him changed, which influences him to say, well, hey, she doesn't respond the way. She doesn't react the way that she used to, whatever. You know, mm-hmm. so that may change, you know. Um, but essentially my point is, is that when it comes to enrolling into believing that affirmations is powerful, you first have to be kind to the way that your brain has been conditioned. Our brains have been conditioned to buy into logic. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so where's the logic behind affirmations? Okay. We have Dr. Emoto. He done some lo- a logical process, you know, a, a, a he had a philosophy and an understanding, a hypothesis, and he tested that out through a logical sequence and mm-hmm. came out with that words are powerful. Words and mm-hmm. intentions and vibrations influence us. And so that that's kind to the mind because the, our mind has been conditioned to only interact in this plane. So you talk about you can't see words. You can't see emotions. You can't see intention and thought. All we have is action in this realm. So when you talk about things that are in another realm of our dimension, dimensional existence, we have to be kind to our minds and actually educate ourselves. Then start with little things like I'm going to, you know, this is baby steps. So then you do things like, let me, um, I'm going to manifest everywhere I park today. I'm going to find a parking spot. You know, this week, someone's going to give me a free cup of coffee or tea. You know what I'm saying? Start with little things and just watch. I'm going to look for the color blue. Color blue is going to show up for me all week. I want to see it and just watch it. Watch how you are excited in the expectation and not like, man, the color blue ain't going to come this week. Like you're not doing that. You actually want to see, but you're not attached to seeing it. You're just excited to see it. But when you're attached Mm -hmm. to something, that's when fear and doubt and scare, all of that comes up. And, you know, so it's, you have to be kind to where you're at. What level are you at as far as your belief in words? There's a book um, by, um, I believe her last name is Prout, but there's a book where 10 or seven experience that prove your thoughts create a reality, but it's called E square, like E2, like E square. Oh yeah, yeah. I've heard of that, yeah. I think her, I think the author's name is Sarah Prout. And this is just a way to, to uh, entry point into, you know, manipulating energy through your words. And these experiments are, again, are gentle to the brain that just does, is not used to operating in faith type activity, you know? Um, It's like compassion, self-compassion. Self-compassion, because we don't like to disappoint ourselves. We don't like to be disappointed by the life. So when we practice something, we're just hoping we get our desired outcome. But when you do these experiments, they help you exercise your faith and exercise your your trust in energy and the universe and that relationship between you and the divine to co-create and co-collab on on manifesting the desires you want. But you have to be kind to yourself. Understand you were not taught how to do this. You were not given a toolbox on how to operate your divinity and your technology and power and being a, a human being, you know, you're learning. Comes, you're learning. So you can't just be like, Oh, I watched the secret or I watched 
uh, you know, some episodes on Oprah or on TV, or I listen to this and then do it. And then it's like, dang, it didn't happen. No, you've got to be kind to yourself. You know, take baby steps. Right. Like you wouldn't yell at a baby for learning how to walk, right? (laughs) Absolutely. You got to be kind. Self-compassion is one of my biggest, like, biggest things that I like to teach people because it's so important because when we're not compassionate to ourselves, when we get into self-judgment like that, we're, we're moving into a state of lack and scarcity, right? Yeah. A judgment state is it's not a state of abundance at all. So the kindness, that compassion moves you back into that state, which is super powerful. So I want to come back to this one more time and say like for the woman who's looking in the mirror right now and trying to say, I am enough, I am love you know, I am, I am whole, I'm love, I'm enough, but she's not believing what she's saying. What would you say to that woman? She wants to believe it. Um, I, 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 uh, I will pay attention to her body. I would tell her to pay attention to her body and pay attention to nature because nature, your body will teach you enoughness. What do I mean mm-hmm. by that? when you scar yourself, you get a paper cut or when you go to bed at night, your body doesn't need your work to do that. Like it heals on its own. You get a paper cut, it's going to heal itself. It didn't need air. It didn't need your intention. It didn't need you eating right. It didn't need you exercising every day it didn't need you journaling every day it you're enough as Mm -hmm. it for -hmm. your body do what it does when you go to bed at night you don't have to go through this whole system of how to support your heart to continue to beating you don't have to do a whole bunch of breathing exercises for your lungs to keep going even though you're asleep Mm -hmm. your body says you're enough rest we're going to keep breathing for you our lungs are going the lungs are going to keep doing what your heart is going to it doesn't need your effort and intention and attention to do that the trees are going to still do what it does it can snow outside it can thunder it can rain it can snow shine whatever nature is going to be what it is no matter what every in michigan the seasons change all the time mm-hmm. no how freezing cold it gets when spring hits, stuff is going to bloom. You see what I'm saying? So nature in our body, what's natural tells us that life is going to change. Things are going to happen, but your being is enough. Your worthiness to live is enough. You are going to be supported by a divine source that doesn't require your how-tos, your practices, your application. I, one of the biggest things that I've learned this year is that I will never try to do something ever again. I will never try to make something happen. No. I will do my part and trust that everything that's supposed to be will be. And the only reason mm-hmm. why I'm doing my part is because it feels good and I like it. You know, yep. not because mm-hmm. I'm something happened. Yeah. You're not forcing it. You're not forcing it. So when it comes to enrolling yourself into your own worthiness, look at how your body is supporting you and telling you that you're worthy. That when you go to sleep, 
your heart is going to be working for you. Your lungs are going to be working. Your body is going to be working for it's teaching you that you are worthy as is. You don't have to work hard for it to do that. You can co part. You can partner with your body, give yourself nutrients. But I know people who are alive and well walking this earth and they eat terrible. They Mm -hmm. smoke, you know, their body's still going for them, you know? And so I think gentle reminder. And, um, I also think a, a practice, um, a practice that women can start doing is gratitude, a gratitude practice. What are you grateful for? Mm-hmm. Um, very, it, it edifies self-esteem and um, your own self-perception, how you perceive yourself. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I yeah. can give a lot to that answer, be, uh, to that question, because that's been a class that I've been working on intentionally for the past several years. And so mm-hmm. it's a lot ways I can answer this, but I will say a gratitude practice and awareness of practice of where are you seeing evidence that you're already worthy in, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a worthiness, not based on external things, right? It's like a worthiness of what's already inside of you. And you have that innate intelligence. You have the, the divine intelligence of, of your body. Yet that's absolutely beautiful to tap into that and to, to watch it. Like you are a universe in and of yourself, just your, your physical existence. And, and applying that even further into like the things you can't see about yourself or, or like the, the energetic parts of yourself. So even if you're looking in the mirror and you're not feeling it, but just allowing yourself to be accepting yourself and knowing that if you keep shifting into these energies of gratitude and intention to move in the direction of love that inevitably that innate intelligence and divine intelligence will help you in that quote-unquote like healing process of getting to it getting to the belief and it will happen so you don't need to do all the forcing things you don't need to like get into some crazy routine of of I have to do xyz uh in order to love myself like okay let's just take a breath and like be here and accept and and allow and 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 recognize what already is that's super duper powerful absolutely Mm -hmm. I completely agree I love that I love that so much so on your album uh, I see me mantras. You mm-hmm. have, you have the song "Being Real Is the New Fake." Mm-hmm. Okay, this is the first song that caught my attention of yours, and it <laughs> had a profound impact on me actually because it really had me start asking myself these questions of like, what is my social media presence for? What am I sh- What am I sharing? What is the purpose of the share? You know, what am I trying to do here? So for those of us who are in this realm, and like, I think all of us uh, have quite a relationship with social media at this point where we're like, should we be more visible? Should we be, you know, less visible? Like, what what should we do here? And, and this song is, is really, well, I mean, I don't want to, you know, assume what you wrote it about necessarily, but what I took away from it is like, social media can be such a reflection, such a, an opportunity uh, for getting to know ourselves better, even, right? So when you wrote this song, being real is the new fake, 
I would love to hear what you meant by that and, and what, what other people can take away from their own relationship with social media. Well, what the, the brainchild behind being real is a new fake is when I realized I myself was oversharing. And when I realized I was oversharing, why I was oversharing, I was like, ooh, wow, I don't want that to be me. But I had to mm-hmm. look at it and pretty much I was oversharing because I didn't really have intimacy in my life. I didn't really have intimate community. I didn't really have intimate space. Mm-hmm. I had space, but not people who were, who were skilled at holding space for such depth, mm-hmm. you know? And so I found myself a little, a, a, a lot of times alone. And so social media was that outlet for connection and for space. And so the way that I did that was oversharing, you know, overexpressing, um, processing internal things online, you know. And I do believe that there are appropriate times to do that. But I don't think that you should do that, you know, constantly. I don't think that you should do that as a sales pitch, you know, and I was using the space that I did not have in my own personal life and projecting that onto an audience that really, I don't really know like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. And so I do it now differently, you know, but I think that people can take that song and see what comes up for them. And that is exactly what they need to learn. But essentially, Mm -hmm. just my personal experience of seeing why I was doing what I was doing and Mm -hmm. what 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 was my intention? What was my secret, you know, contract that I was making with the social media world and, you know, getting that like, getting that share, getting that feedback. I was like, that's not me, but this is the energy that's of this world. And it preys upon whatever deficit you have in your personal life. And Mm -hmm. so it's it's designed to psychologically capture you, you know, Mm -hmm. very intentional. The way that social media is set up is very intentional to influence your psychology. The research that goes into the way something sounds when you press something you know yeah. the way it feels like how many times you need to like the double click and all of these other things like it's it's very interesting how much science and research that goes into the brain like swiping things like this is something that's more geared the research is yeah it's when you're doing this Emotion. when you're scrolling <laughs> that's women psychologically that was designed to capture women there's something mm-hmm. about this that captures the brain of women to where we get become addicted to it. And so, again, like we have to understand that these platforms are not just, you know, they have pros and cons, you know, yeah. and so we have to because of that, we have to be mindful of our use and how it preys upon our own psychology and deficits in our life. Mm hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So listening to that song, I see, uh, sorry, the song, uh, being real is the new fake. If you go and listen to that song, you can find, uh, Tony's work on Spotify, by the way, uh, it's very accessible, uh, or where, where, what other platforms do people commonly find your music? Um, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music. They can go yeah. to my web, Instagram. Um, I want to mm-hmm. do. Add one more thing. That song being real is a new fake. When I mentioned the the oversharing and the power of psychology and how it influences our um, the power of social work and the influence. Uh, I mean, not social work, social media and how it influences yeah. our psychology. Being real is a new fake. Really has everything to do with like us being so real to the we want we want to be so real like with people that we overshare or yeah. we you know what I'm saying yeah. it's a marketing tool like you know I, I yeah I that's why that song resonated with me so much because I was doing the same thing like mm-hmm. I came from a I came from a childhood and not just childhood but like you know a, a family situation with a lot of abuse and a lot of mental health issues and a lot of substance problems and and like just all of this stuff and so I I always felt I was meant to share my story um but I was doing so in a way that I was actually processing my own trauma through it right in a way that like I could probably do that with a therapist (laughs) you know right so it really had me looking at it like oh okay how much is actually helpful to share here and how much am I actually sharing for somebody else to uh, be inspired by and how much am I actually sharing for my own you know healing purposes or validation seeking or whatever it is so that was very interesting I'd never heard anybody ever present it that way before where I was like okay like there's nothing wrong with sharing really there's nothing wrong with sharing but it's really about what's your intention behind sharing yeah why are you sharing right it's like I thought I was like oh I'm so courageous look at me sharing you know but and then you know why why did I why was I doing it it was Mm -hmm. very very powerful for me to to ask myself those questions and um and then the other song that I wanted to bring up was womaning in silence Mm love 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 that one too so I'd love to have you speak on that one as well a little bit before we before we end up or close off here so womaning in silence it's it just feels like the energy of that song just feels so sacred Mm. to me and just feels like okay this this is how you nurture yourself this is how you you connect with you, right? Yes. So can you speak a little bit more on how that song came to be and like what, what it means for you? Yeah, Womaning in Silence came from putting down the mic. You know, it, it, I, it wasn't just solitude that I had to go into at the end of 2019 and in 2020. It was just keeping things private and like honoring my process as though it is a precious process. It's like, you know, when you have a child, not 
everybody is going to, like, when you find out you're pregnant, not everybody's going to know you're pregnant. There's nothing showing. There's a quiet time of growth that's happening in the darkness of your womb. Mm-hmm. You have to be mindful of how you're taking care of yourself, the products you use, the what you eat, the nutrition. You have to keep up with your doctor's appointments. There's certain things you can't do as much when you're yeah. growing something that's so such a fragile process, you know? And so no one sees that you're pregnant, but you know you're pregnant. Close loved ones know you're pregnant. And so you have to be mindful with that growth. And so, that, you know, woman in silence is like that t- for a figure of speech. It's like you're taking this woman, this vision that you have of yourself and you know you're in a space of like, if I don't embrace this darkness with some sensitivity and gentleness, I can explode. I can self-destruct because this darkness seems so big and I want to avoid and resist it so bad. And I want to lean into someone else helping me, but I'm the one, I'm, I'm the one called to me to be the one that chooses me and saves me. And so it took me taking the mic, you know, putting the mic down on social media, putting the mic down with trying to get a man to understand me and to help me and support me, putting the mic down with a lot of the friends that I consider friends at the time. I just, I just silenced the no, all the noise. And I was like, this is where my beauty is cultivated. This is where I get, this is where my, my shiny self is, is, you know what I'm saying? To where when people, mm-hmm. see, they're like, Oh my God, I didn't know wow wow you know and it's like but they don't know the quiet parts the 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 things that you were doing in your own private closet to get to your your most beautiful self your core self and so womaning silence has everything to do with getting quiet getting still watching the noise calming down the noise self-soothing learning how to cope you know to where when it's time to pick up the mic again you're not faded by all the attention. You're not faded by anything because, you know, at the end of the day, you get to go back to your peace. You get to go back to your, because you're not attached to getting validation from the world. All you want to do is just keep you, the, the sweet, the, how you just endure that solitude, that darkness. You're so proud of yourself that you don't ever want to lose you again. And so woman mm-hmm. In, like I can't repeat this enough. It's just that space and time where you're fostering yourself in that darkness, in that quiet space, in that silent space within yourself. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. And it's really like that's where you start to realize and recognize that you are, in fact, divine mm-hmm. and that you you have this sovereignty, this sovereignty of like you get to choose, you get to go in. You you hold the responsibility as well, right? Absolutely. And it's Absolutely. sacred. It's beautiful. It's tender. You know, it's just all of these different things. And it's that song. Definitely go and listen to that song. It's just such a good one. 
They all are like the whole album. Just play the whole album. Listen to all the songs, all of Tony's work. And um, as my last question for you, even though I would love to talk about every single song and all of the lyrics, because I just like I'm amazed. I like I, I as I listen to it, I'm like, wow. I want to. I, I love this topic. I love this idea. I love this topic. I love this idea because there's so much in there. So so much good stuff. Um, could talk to you all day, really. Would love mm-hmm. to meet you in person sometime, someday. You're mm. not too far. Where I'm, I'm in Toronto, and you're in Michigan, right? Not, mm-hmm. not too far. But who knows what the universe can bring? Mm-hmm. Uh, so my last question for you is: What are you currently manifesting? A balance me. I'm manifesting a woman that is balanced within myself. Mm-hmm. What I'm manifesting. Um, and what is balance to you? I'd love to hear your perspective on that. Me, balance to me is where movement and stillness can coexist. Mm. Oh, where there's movement going on in my life. I'm being proactive about my life, but I'm also present enough to just live and be you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that uh, I'm manifesting and the way that looks like in, you know, in realistic terms is being able to have space for an, um, a life that is growing and expanding, a career that's expanding and growing into the world, which brings on more responsibility, but also space and time to enjoy life and have fun and say no to big opportunities if need be to make time for the man I love, for the friends I enjoy, that I can be proactive about creating the life I want and owning those responsibilities, but also, you know, my lifestyle has space for living, that I don't Mm -hmm. have to everyone does it where it's just like, oh, I got to work, 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 work. And then I have this vacation or time for family. No, I want balance to where movement and presence can coexist, you Mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. That's something that I always uh, am trying to do too. And my word for 2021 was my, my expression was look up. And, and at the beginning of the podcast, that, or before we started recording, I showed you the, the ceiling in my office, which is I painted coral because I wanted this reminder to look up. And that's exactly what it means to be as a presence. It's like this image um, of the, the, the story that I heard was like, uh, you, there's two types of women at, that host a dinner party. There's the woman who is constantly like fussing over the details, fixing everybody's cutlery and in the kitchen and, you know, always like frazzled about the next thing she has to do. And she never actually ends up sitting down to her own dinner party because she's back and forth so many times doing this and this and that. She doesn't let anyone help her and blah, 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 blah. And she's, her head's always down. And then there's a woman who's there and she's looking up and she's available for pleasure at her Mm -hmm. own party Mm -hmm. and so that that is it it's like you can still throw the party you can still host an awesome party and have all the things and and have everyone have a good time and you also can have a good time at your own party 
if you just decide to start looking up and being okay with it being a little bit messy. Like Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be like this perfect idea of how everything's supposed to go all the time. Mm -hmm. So I love that that you said that too, because that aligns very well with the way I'm trying to live my life as well. Like carving out and putting it into your schedule and in your life. Like, no, these are sacred spaces for me, my family, myself, self-care and all of that. Mm-hmm. So to find you, because everybody's going to go and look you up now, <laughs> where, where can everybody come and, and find you? They can go to my website, IamTonyJones.com. That's Tony with the I have my YouTube on there, my merch, my membership. Um, I also have, what else do I have on there? My mixtape that's not on mm-hmm. all streams. Forms. It's just on YouTube and Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so you can go to my website, IamTonyJones.com. But the biggest ask I ask is everyone to uh, follow, subscribe, and like my YouTube page. Um, okay. I, have a, I have some amazing new content on the way. So I would love for you, I, for you all to like grab that and just stay tuned through my YouTube channel. Okay. I am going to YouTube right now and I'll put everything in the show notes, of course. Uh, So that is absolutely fabulous and wonderful. And tell us a little bit before we just wrap up here about your membership, because I'm curious to know what is, what is your membership about? So wife, your life membership is a VIP space stands for very intentional person. And it's for women who are intentional about, you know, changing the way they talk to themselves and so this is more of a community space where we unpack each song of the albums. Right now, we just um, got into F-Boys, Our Tools of Enlightenment. We just got into that conversation yesterday. It's, um, it's not curriculum-based. It's not going to be a whole bunch of PDFs and homework. It's con- instead of lessons, there are conversations and questions that we ask. We go over the lyrics. I shared the, all the lyrics to the albums through this membership, um, and we do journal prompts. You know, that's what I share every Friday is Mm -hmm. all these prompts. And then on Mondays, we have our affirmation meditation where we actually have one hour where I'm actually doing impromptu affirmations while we're meditating to some music. And then on Wednesdays is when we congregate for two hours online through Zoom and talk about the music. So each, each song gets a space or a class, if you will, if you will, and gather and talk about where you found the music, where, where was my, what's my philosophy when I wrote this song, where was I at? And, and then I ask these, and then I facilitate dialogue around the topic of what this music is addressing. And so the membership is really just for people who like really want to change the way they talk to themselves and practice the music more closely. So Oh, that is awesome. I love that. I'm, I'm going to go check that out myself too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for this, Tony. It has been an absolute pleasure. I feel so honored that you said yes to being here and I appreciate your time. I'm so grateful for you. So thank, thank you so much for being on. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Millie Fox Show. If you resonated with something in the episode, take a screenshot right now and share it to social. You can tag me at Millie Fox so I can reshare it. And while you're there, come give me a follow and say 
hey if you're really vibing i would love for you to subscribe rate and review to help the show reach more listeners and if you want to go one step farther with me you can hop over to the link in my bio on instagram to see how you can work with me thanks again love you guys